0: A lawyer portrayed in the BBC dramatisation of Wolf Hall confesses to Thomas Cromwell his newfound convictions based on his fresh look at the New Testament. And he says, the Eucharist is only bread. We have no need of penance. And purgatory is an invention ungrounded in scripture. Wolf Hall captures the religious convulsions during the reign of Henry VIII. When the Bible is unleashed and its truth and doctrines are properly apprehended, it is not a straightforward process. A verse this evening, a doxology or expression of praise, would have spoken powerfully to the reformers of the 16th century as it breathed new life into doctrine and practices common 500 years ago. It speaks to us today. We want tonight to capture the freshness with which it changed the lives and indeed endangered the lives of people in 1531. And I think we can extract four key points from these verses. Firstly, Jesus loves us. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. How simple, how profound. Christ's love is deep, It is personal. It is constant. Note the tense. To him who loves us. It's a present tense, not a past tense. Christ loves us. Jesus loves you. What does this stunning truth mean for you tonight? How do you respond? You may feel unloved, unappreciated. But when we read that God so loves the world... That means he loves the people in the world. And Jesus, God the Son, loves you. Don't forget it. In your sin, in your struggles, in your doubt, in your joy, in your fears, in your prayers, God loves you. And yet the love of Christ is not remote. because Secondly, we see that Jesus freed us from our sins by his blood. We heard this morning, here is love vast as the ocean. Loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life, a ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Do you see the order? There's sin, there's blood, and there's freedom or washing. How this message gripped the reformers as they recaptured the simplicity and power of the gospel. Blood was needed, and it was Christ who freely gave himself. What a joy tonight to be free of the penalty of sin and to be washed. Maybe you've watched some of the rugby matches over this weekend and you've seen these great bears walk off, covered from head to toe in mud, straight into the bath. They're going to get washed. Of course, they'll get dirty again next Saturday, but it's that image of just being completely cleansed. And that is our experience tonight as Christians. We can rejoice that we are cleansed, washed and freed. This morning, we broke bread and drank wine as we remembered the Lord's death in the way he told us to but it's just bread and it's just wine some continue to assert that these are the body and blood of Christ they are not James Banham confessed that the Eucharist is just bread which sounds orthodox to us but in 1521 was very controversial they are bread and wine because one very clear truth we find stated in hebrews chapter 7 verse 27 he that's jesus entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood thus obtaining eternal redemption it's interesting that this little phrase once for all occurs five times in hebrews christ's death and atonement for sin is a historic completed act we cannot atone Christ does not continue to atone the atonement is complete to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood John was able to rejoice that his sins have been dealt with without the agency of another human intermediary and thirdly we see that Jesus means we need no earthly priest we believe that we need no priest to stand between us and God other than Jesus our high priest James Bainham was interrogated on this matter and Fox's Book of Martyrs records it was demanded of him whether he thought it necessary to salvation for a man to confess his sins to a priest Whereunto his answer was this that it was lawful for one to confess and acknowledge his sins to another as for any other confession he knew none in other words confessing sins to a priest was unnecessary again another bold statement in 1531 so when we pray tonight we can do so confidently we do so through Jesus our heavenly priest who provides spiritual traction to our prayers but this cleansing this access to God where does it leave us fourthly Jesus means we desire to serve God to serve his God and Father Christ's love has a compelling effect on us. And if you think about it, and I have tried to think about this, there are not many ways in which we serve God without serving others. Are you motivated to serve God? Whether that's giving lifts, pouring coffee, visiting, praying for others, discipling, teaching. These are all forms of serving God through serving others. The love of Jesus compels believers worldwide today to the extent that Christians will be martyred today. We see some on TV, many we don't. Back to James Bainham. He took his stand in biblical truth, truths like the ones we find in a passage tonight. He was one of the first reformers to be martyred in Britain and was burnt at the stake for supposed heresy. And his death was shown in the BBC's Will Fall*. His last words, however, were not. But they're recorded again in the Fox's Book of Martyrs, which says, In the midst of the flaming fire, which fire had half consumed his arms and legs, he spake these words. Here now you may see a miracle, for in this fire I feel no more pain than if I were in a bed of down.'" but it is to me as a bed of roses. So as well as remembering those who suffer today for faith in this Jesus as we pray, let's remember Jesus loves us. Jesus freed us from our sins by his blood. Jesus means we need no earthly priest. And Jesus means we desire to serve God. To this Savior who loved us, who shed his blood to save us, who made us willing servants of God, be glory and power forever and ever. Amen.